Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. 
and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. To contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. The network is The Fringe FM. The Fringe.FM is the network website. And you can also find The Fringe on Facebook by searching The Fringe FM. If you do visit our website, you'll find last night's show and Monday's show, both of them part of a three-part series. They're in the free archive at the top of the page at www.thesecretteachings.info. And it kind of snuck up on me this Sunday. Of course, we're not on air on Saturday and Sunday, but this Sunday is my 11th year radio anniversary, the first time I ever did radio. I certainly didn't think I'd be doing it as a volunteer thing or as a job, and I Definitely could never have imagined that what radio would kind of turn into just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit, is what we've been doing on the show the last two nights, and that is our, what have become famous, mystery scam theater shows, where we talk about what I guess we could call, in a general sense, we talk about cults, especially cults in the New Age community, if you can call it that, if you will, or in ufology, these these things kind of tend to blend together. You get like UFOs and New Age and shamans and a bunch of stuff that blends together. And then when you talk about it and you bring certain individuals into the conversation by name, having had, in my case, firsthand experience with people like David Wilcock or Jordan Sather or Corey Good or Emory, Emory Smith and a number of others, people think that you're being aggressive or that you're being hateful or spiteful and it's like no hold on a second these people are making a lot of money and even if they weren't making a lot of money they're telling people things that people are believing because they're either charismatic or I don't know how they're doing it but they have these massive followings of people and they don't question these groups of people don't question what they're being told now that's not my responsibility if an individual person or a collective group believes something that's just totally asinine but when I first started in radio There were many things that I was very naive to, and it took a while to get over the political hurdle, and it took a long time to get over the New Age, UFO, whatever you want to call it, hurdle, where I realized, wait a minute, I can still be interested in UFOs, but I don't have to be a part of one of these cults. And of course, when you're in the cult, you don't know you're in the cult. So like when I addressed Jordan Sather at Contact in the Desert, the conference, and all of his like supporters, I don't don't know what it was, I asked an honest question. And his supporters just start, like, attacking me, verbally yelling, and then claiming that I was yelling at him when there's a video of me just standing there asking this guy a question. It's literally a cult. It is a cult of personality for him and others, and it's a cult following around this person. Now, again, I don't care about the money, and I don't care about the attention these people get. I care about the information. And you really know it's a cult. We played this audio on last night's show and the night before we had Mike D on last night play the audio where David Wilcock claimed that me asking Jordan Sather a question at a conference was equal to terrorism he actually used that word he said it's equal to terrorism it's unbelievable apparently asking questions is equivalent to an act of terrorism which I don't see how that word in any way shape or form relates to uh 
what's happening in, I, I guess, again, you can call it the UFO New Age community. I don't even know what to call it anymore. I've kind of divorced myself from it. I grew up liking UFOs. I grew up liking aliens. I liked learning, learning about stuff. But then I started to learn other stuff. I started to learn that a lot of the people that are talking about those things are like con artists or they're delusional or that they're a little bit of both or there's something else that I still haven't been able to, uh, to properly identify. I'm not exactly sure. So tonight I've invited Melissa Martell from the Deprogrammed Podcast onto the Secret Teachings. She's had her fair share of interactions with cults. She talks about cults, occult science, different than cults, not cult science, but occult science, and consciousness. Melissa, welcome to the Secret Teachings. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Ryan. You got it. I enjoy when we do shows together. We've done a couple on, on your uh, Deprogrammed podcast we haven't really had a chance to talk deeply about cults, but you got stalked by a cult literally recently, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It was um, the Billy Meyer UFO sex cult that I did a show on. I had Cal Korf on the podcast, and I think they hyper-monitor Cal, so they were aware the show was out. So I had to deal with them for a while. So I, I suspect I'll have to deal with them on and off periodically. <laughs> now, 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 deep, deep, deep down, is it a little bit fun? It's a little bit fun. Well, because, you know, I think it's pretty light. Like, it's not like some serious cancel culture trying to ruin your life or making death threats. So I think if it was like a really seriously abusive level, I'd be more concerned. But th this is it's just really ridiculous. It's pathetic. Like basic, basically, everything they do, they're projecting it and saying, I am doing Essentially, and they're mass emailing everybody about me, and they were mass emailing trying to get on the podcast, and they're slandering and downvoting the video and sending threatening emails from a secret email and just just ridiculous stuff and really silly commentary that you know sounds like a TV villain or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's really petty behavior, but you know if you've interacted with this group, I know you had more direct interaction. The, those Billy Meyer people, I don't think I told you this, they've been contacting me on and off for years. And I finally just had it with the emails and, and blocked the email. But they were getting other emails through just telling me that I was a shill and I was a fraud just for not responding to the email. Yeah, that's essentially, they said I was a slime bucket, um, like Cal Korf, and I was trying to have his his hybrid Pleiadian alien babies or something like that because I wouldn't respond to them. Oh, are you half Pleiadian? Um, not that I'm aware of, although my ex-podcast <laughs> co-host on my old podcast tried to convince me that I was, <laughs> and I was like, no, sorry, that's why she's not a co-host anymore, but I, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's their getup, that, it, which is really funny, when you just sit back and, what you do is you just sit back and analyze them, and you can see them projecting everything out, and if you just watch what they say, it will tell you a lot about them. Okay, so help me figure this out then, Melissa. I, I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to big-name people, small-name people, no-name people, friends of mine, just people that I'm trying to get a different perspective on who these groups and who these cults are, whether it's the Billy Meyer cult or, I, I mean, I even look back at George Van Tassel. That was a cult. Um, other cults like David Wilcock, Jay-Z Knight, Judy Knight, the New Age teacher. And I just wonder, what exactly is this? Is this all part of some 
some like psychological uh, ideologies, something like the flower power movement in the 60s. I think a lot of it kind of came out of there from my research with uh, George Van Tassel and the UFO cults then. But I, I don't know, what. where did this come from? What is this? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think you could probably trace back a lot of this stuff right back to the spiritualism movement, a lot of these beliefs and I probably could go farther back. I mean, you can, if it's linked to communism, you could trace it back even farther. And so... I've thought about that. I, yeah, I think that there's I a mean, link. I mean, flower power is, I mean, it's just another label. And um, I've never actually researched flower power. I, you know, I have probably the same idea everybody has about hate ashbury and it was time for peace. And I would consider it less threatening than stuff that's going on out there today because they had uh, different means of communication. But um, I, I don't know intensely enough about it, but I'm going to assume a lot of this stuff, like like you take Wilcox and all them, I mean, they they are obviously researching Edgar Casey and and um, different people who were around at the turn of the century. So I just think it's just one, you know, evolution. It just keeps the ball rolling. As, as long as it's some fantastical thing that you can't point your finger at, you can't measure, you know, they can use it to manipulate people. So is it just because it's fantastic, you think, that it gets traction? I think I think it's it's fantastic and it's the unknown and it's the idea that uh, like people who are following these cults and I was talking about this with my guest he came on he's a hypnotherapist the cult leaders and the people who are following cults have a huge gap in their life an emotional gap that whether it was in their childhood or in a marriage they were missing you know love and nurturing and being wanted and feeling valid they have low self-esteem and I think there's a big gap in their life and this is they go out seeking stuff and they don't do it with critical thinking they go out and they fall into these cults that make them feel good and are offering them special information that no one has access to because it's in a secret place that nobody can see. Uh, I think that's what at the at the base of everything, the, all these people just have really, I mean, we all have a gap in our life sometimes where we feel like something's not right or we're not, none of us are perfect. But I think the, these individuals who get into this have a real big hole inside themselves. So whether it's they need to fill it with religion or it's a lack of family community, whatever it is, they have a huge gap. And these things with this special knowledge fills that gap. That they get often from secret briefings. And I was always wondering how people like David Wilcock and others get these secret briefings, like these people from the military or the government they scour the internet and they find the cheesiest YouTube channel and they go to that person and give them secret documents. I, I guess yeah. that's how it happens. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess if you looked at it from like a operational point of view, it's I mean, if you create disinformation and you hand out information all over the place, it creates distress and it breaks down a society. I guess that's what you would do if that was your operative. That's the psychological warfare. That's why I really think that it might not be directly connected, but there's some there's some theme connected to flower power and the New Age movement and spiritualism. Um, it's also kind of connected to Aleister Crowley. A lot of people that are either part of uh, cults, or if it's not a cult per se, then they're part of like a cult ideology, a collective ideology. I mean, there's a massive cult today. Aleister Crowley's long dead, but there's a massive mm -hmm. cult around Aleister Crowley, the people that are into into things that are like perverted sex magic and they think that 
I don't even know what a lot of these people think. Satanism is cool or I don't know, but there's something weird there where the do what thou wilt mentality, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol, the promiscuity, all of that, Mm -hmm. yes, is connected to communism and Marxism because it's meant to demoralize and destabilize society. I know a lot of people who are, you know, Crowleyites or Thelemites. I know several people who are Satanists. And I mean, Crowley is a complex person, but you can't get over the fact that he probably was had a narcissistic personality disorder. And he and even if you agree that he did some things like yoga or bring things from the east over here, you can't you can't when you go and look at things that he's done. And I have his diaries here from when he was in America and all the drug taking. You can't get over the fact that, I mean, cult leaders use drugs to help control people, that he was abusive to his wives, that he had many partnerships, that he was even, and it had nothing to do with being bisexual. Even in his bisexual relationships, he's abusive to those people. He was an abusive cult leader. And people who follow it try to sugarcoat it and be like, well, he's really complex. And yes, he is complex. And yes, you you know, it's fine. But, and he might say, do what thou will means that you have a will, uh, that it doesn't mean do whatever you want. Though some people say it means that you have like a life path and it's like, but I don't think that's how Crowley lived his life. I think, I think he was a personality disordered and I think he was a sex addict and, and usually sex addicts can be drug addicts and addicted to a whole bunch of things. Like I said, filling a giant gap in his life. Yeah, uh, uh, something like Aleister Crowley is a really interesting case study, but you can look at uh, a number of people that are cult leaders or people that might not even be cult leaders. For years, I never called David Wilcock a cult leader, but now it seems like whether he's uh, intentionally fulfilling that role or not, he, he absolutely is a cult leader. And when I when I started looking into these people, not really thinking much more than, hey, they're making these claims, where are they getting this information from? And I, and I started to notice a trend and a pattern in how it's done. Like, for example, uh, this week, President Donald Trump got out of the hospital. When, they, when he first got this COVID-19 diagnosis, he goes away to the hospital. He leaves the White House. And immediately, here comes the QAnon crowd. They're taking him to a secret base while they start the mass arrests. And I start wondering, how many times have we heard that just in the last year? And it never happens, and yet... I don't know why the followers of this movement are so glued to it when virtually nothing they say comes true in context with reality. Like, that's not well, just delusional nonsense. I mean, when, you ha- when you're following a cult, everything, you, that's your filter. Everything has to do with that thought. There could not be any other logical reason why he's going to the hospital. Just, you know, it couldn't possibly be just to maintain his health. I mean, I've seen people saying that Trump really... Didn't he's an alien god, and he didn't an have COVID alien or god. he had it. And this was all a plot to do everything and and take over and get rid of all the horrible people. I hear, I heard that from QAnon, and the uh, the, the stuff on the left is even weirder. You know, he, G- give he's me a man. An, you know, give me an example. He shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Go what, ahead. No, give me an example. What's on? What's weirder on the left? I imagine it probably well, is. There's no, there's nothing Trump can do to weave out of. So he's either faking his sickness, and if he's not, and he's showing up and saying, "No, I'm okay." He, it's a big ploy. He's either faking it; it's a scam to get out of debating, and and if he shows up and says, "No, no, I I'm not faking it. I really have it," and he waves to the public, "But I'm okay," then he's um oh my god, he's spreading the virus. Look how irresponsible he is. <laughs> yeah. He's doing this to take over the elections. He's doing this, you know, and and it it ties in with that. He's 
he's taking over all the mail and the post and they're throwing this out and they're going to hijack the election. Look at him. He's a fascist leader and or that he's actually dying. He'll literally he's a 74 year old man. He walks up a flight of stairs. He takes a breath and they're like, oh, my God, he's struggling to breathe. He's lying. He's not that well. He's going to die like they want to believe he's dying. This is this is hysteria is what it is. It's mass hysteria on the left and on the right. It's crazy. It's like, well, he has he has coronavirus and just let him get through it and he'll be fine. I want to play you this small clip from one of the David Wilcock presentations recently, just as an example of, of what you're saying and what what we were talking about. Listen to this. This is David Wilcock talking about his briefings in his recent, uh, I guess it's his time travel presentation. Here's what he says about his briefings that he gets. We did get briefings that there were going to be mass arrests happening a lot earlier uh, and that when those arrests were conducted that there would be a three-day shutdown this is oh everybody oh he's talking about it he's talking about it okay yeah we've had a lot of stuff about this online so let's just calm down and relax and understand what's going on here okay so there's the first part melissa i don't know if you noticed that but he said he got briefings on it but then mm. then the information's all over the Internet, so it's all online. But he's getting secret briefings on what's spread all over the Internet. I found I that interesting. I noticed the Billy Meyer cult does that with COVID. They, they say they saw the information first, but I'm like, well, that's common information. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a, that's a, I noticed that's what Wilcock does a lot of the time. It's just something very basic, very standard, very common. But he's like, no, 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 we got that information in briefings. Here, here's the rest of it. He actually says... See, this is what they do when the mass arrests don't happen. This is, this is what he tells you. Apparently, the briefings we've gotten are that those high-level individuals were arrested at that time. So they were arrested, but... Temporarily. Temporarily arrested. And until the next ter- time he gets briefings. Until the next <laughs> time he gets briefings, yes. Actually, they had to let the cabal go. He says they arrested them, but they had to let them go. The alliance did. Let's see why. Turns out they had incredible blackmail on the people who had conducted the arrests at that time. And due to a number of incredible problems and... and See, okay, so there's another thing. Apparently the briefing said this, and due to a number of incredible problems, you couldn't be more general and vague while also lying through your teeth and making stuff up as you go. How are they illegally allowed to do stuff like this? Like, couldn't that be considered, uh, like, endangering classified or government? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how they're allowed to get away with this. I don't know. It, it makes me a little bit upset, Melissa, because I sit there and I watch this on YouTube. And, yeah, it's comedy. But as he's saying this stuff, people are just in the chat room, kind of like you said with Donald Trump as an alien god. They're like, David Wilcock is a genius. David Wilcock is amazing. And they're throwing, like... at the guy. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, like, not a single thing he said is new, first of all, but nothing he said is even specific. It's all very generalized, unspecified, vague commentary. It's it's just bizarre. Well, it's it's like when, I mean, the actual news media, CNN, who are supposed to be journalists, they'll say, well, an unnamed source just gave us this. Yeah. And so they write about it. Yeah, an unnamed it's source. Like, <laughs> like they do this. They're the actual mainstream media is doing the exact same thing. It's really vague. There, there probably isn't a source. They just make it up because I think they know that people will just believe it. Well, that's actually what the, what what any like uh, 
any news show will do, local or national news. Uh, experts say. Experts agree. That's how products are sold, too. Uh, authorities say. Police believe. Firefighters said. Who are the firefighters? Who are the policemen? Who's the expert? I don't give you the details Name a of name. Can, yes. can we have an individual? <laughs> can we have a name? Here's one thing before we take uh, our first pause in the broadcast this evening. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. We have Melissa Martell from the Deprogram podcast. I got this article someone had posted from the Epoch Times. It was about Nikola Tesla. Maybe you've seen this. And it said Nikola Tesla is potentially an alien from Venus. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. Let me read about that because it said it came from an FBI report. So I looked it up and silly me, Melissa, I actually went to the FBI's website and pulled the documents. So I pulled the documents that claim that Nikola Tesla, according to the FBI, they say, is an alien who came to uh, came to the United States, I guess, you know, after he was born, and uh, gave, tried to give us free technology, free alien technology. I don't know what they're talking about. So I pulled the documents, and the documents don't say that in the FBI record. What the documents in the FBI record say, it's a compilation of material the FBI had accumulated on Tesla, and there's one newsletter that they accumulated. They didn't write it of someone else writing this, someone else writing this, and it was about a lecture given by George Van Tassel from the Giant Rock UFO cult, and they're talking about how Tesla might be an alien because he just seemed way far ahead of his time. They think he's from Venus. The FBI didn't say it. Even George Van Tassel didn't say it. Just somebody writing an article, a newsletter said this, and then it's published in the FBI archives, and then you can make a true statement, FBI archives claim Tesla is from Venus, but if you go read them, the FBI never said that. And that's how this false information spreads so quickly, because it's so fantastic, and it looks like it's backed up by something, but if you actually do the t- do a little bit of research, you realize that's just nonsense. Yeah. It's Tesla all... is Croatian. Come on, people. He's, that's not Venus. <laughs> he's, he's Venusian, Melissa. He's is from he? Venus. I thought he was from Croatia. He's, he's from Venus... That's what oh. that's what the that's what my briefings told <laughs> no me. No better. My briefings told me that. You, <laughs> I think you need to get some briefings. I think so. I need to talk to David Wilcock. He will hook you up with all the briefings. <laughs> I love how he also says that his he took his wife to meet these secret insiders. Like they're not going to say who's this blonde lady you just brought with you. You know why should I give her classified information? It's very bizarre. Melissa Martell is with us this evening from the Deprogram podcast. Where can listeners find that podcast? Oh, just go to deprogram.com. It's uh, D and then programmed.com. Deprogrammed.com. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Stay with us more after this. all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. 
When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM, rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. Melissa Martell from the Deep Program podcast is with us this evening. We've been talking about cults, sex cults, UFO cults, all kinds of cults. There's a lot of different kinds of cults. Sometimes they blend together, sometimes they're separate. But Melissa, I wanted to ask you about your experience in dealing with cults and how you got interested in that. It seems like a very specific kind of interest, and I somehow find myself in it as well. How did you get involved in this? Well, probably most likely from dealing with people in real life. 
and having a relationship with somebody who had a borderline personality, who was Antifa, who probably jumped from cult to cult all his life and behaved that way, and analyzing personality disorders and dealing with all that. And then originally it was about paranormal podcasting, and within that I started to you know, connect with people who were deprogrammers and I was more researching things about cults. And, you know, I came to a certain conclusion on my own about the paranormal that, you know, I really didn't need to be another podcast just talking about that, that it wasn't really valuable. And there was a lot of people, in my opinion, in that realm that just lived in fantasy world. So I wanted to get away from that. And, you know, people I knew and were talking to anyways, we were already bringing that on to that paranormal show. So I thought, well, you know what, let's just stick to that and human consciousness. We could put a little bit of occult stuff in there for, you know, just for the sake of it and and maybe even some paranormal really strong research. But it just seemed like it, the research and the interest was going that way. And then with the way polit- politics are today and and how it seems to be everywhere on the internet i thought let's do let's go there let's be more specific you mix a little bit of that in with it you know antifa mm-hmm. you said your ex was antifa mm-hmm. yeah antifa is a very interesting uh organism going back to the early 1930s and evolving over the decades antifa is a great example maybe you're not aware of ufo cults maybe you're not aware of who david wilcock is or billy meyer but antifa is a great example of a collectivized hive mind, semi-intelligent, semi-conscious group of people that just move in a herd, move in unison with each other without really thinking about what they're doing. And they're whipped up into a frenzy by the hashtag, by the slogan, by the chant, whatever it might be, by the rhetoric. And then they go and they pillage and they riot and they loot and they hurt people. And maybe a UFO cult doesn't do that kind of damage physically or psychologically together. But these cults, when you get involved with them, I've been directly involved, not having been a part of them, but by seeing them from the outside looking in. They cause a very similar kind of psychological damage, and they're causing that damage to people. Just like with Antifa, people that are already a little bit disturbed in the head because they're looking for something. They're looking for somewhere to fit in with a, an idea, with a group, with a label, with a symbol, something that makes them feel like they're a, they're a part of something. So whether it's a UFO cult, Melissa, or it's Antifa, there's a very similar ideology there. There's a very similar... Uh, mindset there, I think. Yeah. And I'll say with my ex-partner, he just didn't, it wasn't just Antifa. He would jump from, he, his identity was Antifa and anarcho-communist, but he's been like the Hare Krishnas. He's like uh, jumped into like uh, extreme animal activism where it's not just for animals. It's about abusing and attacking people, you know, really extreme uh, where you're actually hurting other human beings. Just uh, he's, he's jumped from movement to movement all throughout his life. So it wasn't just that they were constantly looking for a place to belong because they felt like, I guess, rejects from the world. I don't, I don't know that they obviously have that really big gap in their emotions that they're trying to fill. So Billy Meyer, that cult, that UFO sex cult, what are some other cults that you know about that you've talked about or dealt with or researched? Well, I talked about one recently called the Yellow Deli. I've never heard, of, never heard of that one. Tell me about that. Okay. So Yellow Deli, the reason I had people mention it to me, it's a chain of um, like coffee shops that's across the USA and there's some in Canada. 
And people were mentioning to me that it was a cult. And I thought, well, it's really weird. A cult that's a, a coffee shop. And then. It's like Starbucks. Was, Starbucks is kind yeah. of like a cult. <laughs> like, but when you go to their website, you read them and sometimes they'll call them like places like common ground or common this or the common house but they're all owned by this yellow deli what you realize is the yellow deli is a front it's a it's a front for something even <laughs> it's basically the financial front for the religious cult and okay the reason i decided to cover it was i was driving down the street one day and i realized that oh my god there's one in my town and it was called common ground and they had recently changed their sign to the yellow deli but they were always this cult and it's this religious cult that is 12 tribes community is what the religion is and the yellow deli cults are just a front for money and so they have all these people that they lure into working for their to join the religion and you have to give up all your you know your goods and your your cars and your job and you have to be part of the religion and then they get you to work in their their cafes and then they get you to work in their maybe they'll have like a I don't know like a cement company they'll have other companies or they have like farms and they'll have people work for free so one of the things they get that you know where there's a couple of them in San Diego there's one here in town I think there's another one in my province and they're scattered all about, and there might even be some in Australia. They get a lot of backpackers, like young men who have no family. They're backpacking. They kind of have a, ga a gap in their life. They might need money. And so they get them to join this, this sort of religion and then work for them. And then next thing you know, they're kind of trapped in it. And it's really disturbing because, like, legally, a lot of times all they can get them on is, like, um, labor laws because they are not following labor laws. So nobody gets paid a wage. They're, they could be overworked. They're not paying benefits. They're not limiting hours. They, they, so a lot of the local governments try to get them on that. But there is some heinous abuse, child abuse, beating children with sticks, um, possible sexual abuse. Like there's a whole bunch like children, of stuff to it. Like children, children that are children that are like born within the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of articles that I linked to it and there was somebody went undercover in there and they made it really, you know, when you go undercover in a cult or you go and visit one, like you're, you're interviewed them as a journalist, you have to realize they're going to make everything look really nice. They're going to clean it up. They're going to try to make you feel welcome because, I mean, that's how they get people in the cult to begin with. But the people who went in there, they started to notice some strange stuff. Like they started to be like, hmm, because they were thinking critically enough. And they started to notice that every time a child went to the bathroom, the delts had to be with them. And when they went to that same bathroom and checked it out, that there was like sticks or things to beat children with. And they started to notice like they started to notice this real subtle stuff that was under there. That the, the abuse of behavior and they they were really uncomfortable with it and so there is that and there's a there's a lot of sex trafficking allegations and sex sexual abuse that no one has taken them to charge for this yet because they can't prove it but um and they can't like say they abducted them because the people seem to be there willingly but one thing the states and the government can try to get them on is um you know work law regulations that they're violating so well two things how long has this cult been around 
And uh, is it like oh, a is gosh. it like a recognized religion? I think it's been around since the seventies. To be quite honest, I think what is the guy's name that started it? It evades me at the moment. Just one second, I'll I'll tell you in one yeah, little look, second. It's the yellow. I, what did you say? It was the yellow yeah, deli cult. Twelve tribes. Twelve tribes community has been around since 1972, and its founder is Gene Spriggs. It classifies itself as a religion, Christian fundamentalist, Christian new religious movement, is what, and they're saying they're apostolic council. So, so it's and it started in Chattanooga, Tennessee, guys. It kind of reminds me a little bit. Not, it's more intense. Well, then again, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it's it's mm-hmm. like a very intense version of Chick Fil A because that's like this Christian cult. You got to be Christian to work there. I've been in a Chick Fil A. It's kind of weird. Like I feel like I'm I'm walking into something I shouldn't be walking into. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It's like it's a very Christian-like cult, but this one's more severe than Chick-fil-A, it sounds this like. This one's more severe. And when you go into it, the, when they first came into town, they were called Common Ground and people talked about them being a collective and I just sort of ignored it. I, I should have the word collective should have cued me off right away. Yeah, but definitely. they have they will all have like this warm wood, natural like medieval, cozy feel, like really inviting feel to the coffee shops. It's not some cheap chain. It's like real, like hard work, wood built up, like really like you feel like you're, you know, back in Hobbit land in some of the places, you know, or like a Victorian wood and really good craftsmanship. So it's not cheaply done, but it is definitely their purse strings. You know, a lot of people, I think, got uh, a little bit informed if they watched that documentary on Netflix about uh, the Rajneesh cult. Did you watch that? I didn't. The Rajneesh cult that was up in the Pacific Northwest, and they they were very similar. It was like spiritualism, sex, work, com, like a communist-like compound, and they had this leader named Bhagwan, and they only got taken down by the government because they ended up, after they, they amassed this big stockpile of guns and all this stuff, they ended up getting taken down because they poisoned uh, a few salad bars in the town of the Dalles, Oregon, uh, which is the Pacific Northwest, and uh, they contaminated the salad bars with, with something because they were trying to make people sick so they couldn't go out and vote because the cult was trying to take okay. over the political system. Somebody mentioned this guy. that He was arrested for poisoning the yep. the salad bar, right? He, he, yeah, tried, he tried to flee the country. Before to me. Yeah, uh, Bhagwan or Osho was his, uh, his name. Mm-hmm. Indian spiritual guru. But it was like that's insane. Yeah, it's like one of the worst acts of bioterrorism in the history of the United States, and they did it for political reasons to try to win a, win yeah. an election. Well, and I mean, I know this yellow deli. I know they're accused of anti-Semitism. Whether or not they are, I don't know. Um, and a lot of these organizations present themselves as open to all different types of people. I know the men grow their beards long, and the women kind of dress a little bit like Hutterites sometimes. Uh huh. Like it's that level. And some places like Jim, you go into Jim Jones and he presented himself as for every race and creed. And so it looked like really good. And so sometimes they'll present themselves as the solution to all the hate. And you're literally walking into the cauldron of hate. Well, that's there's a good point there, Melissa, because I've noticed that David Wilcock and some of these other people, they do this a lot. His wife does it, too. If you were to ask them a question, where are you getting this information from? Not only do they consider that sometimes uh terrorism they'll literally say that's terrorism that's trolling or that's just you're being aggressive 
now they start to just ignore all those words. And if you ask them a question, they just say, just it's, it's love and it's light. We don't want to argue with you. It's just love and light. In other words, believe what we believe or you're wrong. Love mm-hmm. and light, love and light. That's like the new, new age deflection point. I just, I, I just had that on, we released a show last Friday where I had a hypnotist come on and talk about how people were indoctrinated uh, into cults. And I'd posted it and someone said, eight steps to cult indoctrination. Are you telling us how? And then she said, why don't you do eight steps to um, um, not not enlightening, but ascension? And I said, you know, we deal with facts on this podcast. We don't deal with stuff like that. She's like, I notice, and that's why I'm, I left your group. She's like, I deal with love and light only. I deal with the light. I'm a light worker kind of thing. And I was like, you are dealing with delusions. So basically when I said, <laughs> I literally said, we deal with facts. We want to deal with facts and truth here. And she's like, and that's why I left the group because I just deal with fantasy. Basically when they say light workers and love and light, I'm like, okay, she literally admitted she's leaving the group because we deal with facts. You deal with facts. Yeah, th- this isn't a thing. Love and light and light workers. Um, and that border lines on the people that claim that they're shamans somehow uh, and the people that um, claim that they're like priestess, goddess, warriors. I don't know. I, I've heard these labels that people have given to themselves. A lot of women do that. They're mm-hmm. like priestess, goddess, shaman, warrior, lionesses, Queen. queens. <laughs> what is that? Well, if everybody's a priestess and a goddess and a shaman and a queen, it's pretty useless. The title is has no <laughs> exactly. meaning now because exactly. you can't all be queens. Right, exactly. There has to only be one queen. <laughs> exactly. And that, it's just very strange to me. I, I heard um, I heard David Wilcock make a claim one time recently. He said that he's a, a participant in ascension. And he said he's a, not only a participant, but he's like a, a, a an ascension researcher and I just don't understand what that means. And I don't know how anyone who is um, who's willing to pay money to become enlightened as part of an ascension process can take advice from a guy who's never ascended himself. You see what I mean? Yeah. You've never ascended, but you're t- you have a workshop on how to do it, but you've never done it. Yeah, and I've noticed he's got the Ascension Mystery School 2020. Uh, yeah, it's going like on. 300. The Great and- Awakening. Oh yeah, three hundred thirty-three dollars. I think is that what it is. I think so. Yeah, you got to pay three. Maybe it's like three hundred thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents to get into the mystery school. Got to give it one of those weird yeah. numbers so people feel good about themselves. Yeah, and 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 you know, I mean, they've got they've got people who know how to market working for them. That's what's you can tell from their website and the way things are organized and hierarchies and the packaging and the design. It's really well done. So they're not, it's not like just some, some people who don't know what they're doing. These people have been obviously trained in propaganda, (laughs) trained in marketing. Like they know what they're doing. Well, that's a really great point, Melissa. They absolutely know what they're doing. I've been to some conferences where I've listened to some of these guys or some of these girls, mostly guys, talk, and I can see right through it while I'm listening, but I know that their cult followers in the room are just completely brainwashed, and anytime you suggest maybe what they're saying is inaccurate, I think there's another way to look at that. You get booed, you get harassed, you get threatened. I mean, it's really no different than if you were to say, well, I don't really support this political candidate and here are the reasons why nobody wants to know the reasons why 
because they're brainwashed by that ideology, whether it's about UFOs or the New Age or the Democratic Party or whatever it is. It's just across the board. We're dealing with cult mentalities every single day. Some are just more organized than others. But but you're definitely right. And I've said that for years. Wilcock and these guys are trained. Like they've got money behind them. And there's something obviously that, that allows them to spread their content online without being censored. I mean, if it was that sensitive, you'd imagine that the Facebook censors, the YouTube censors would have taken it down by now. Yeah. And they haven't. So, I mean, they're, they, they're obviously, they obviously know what not exactly to talk about or what's not threat, what actually really isn't going to get them taken off of YouTube because they're still on there. So the, the, they, they clearly know the guidelines and what to do. And, I mean, if you go to his website, I'm looking at this site here, you just have to copy it. Like, you could just literally look at it, look at all their pages. It tells a story right from the minute you scroll down and you go down to the bottom there's a little narrative going on here plus you'll get this and presenting this and now you'll be ascension and you can add this to your 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 like they've got a storyline and they've done it really well and now he's got his his wife and and it's like they're the holy little queen and king it's it's really <laughs> it's really bizarre but i, I can see why people like pe- humans respond to having this narrative thrown at them and they really do like to not be left out of the information like he's offering you more and you've you know I was reading an article about this stuff and why people go to cults and why they stick with it and it was talking about cognitive dissonance and you will create that cognitive dissonance especially if you spend lots of years lots of time and lots of money and all the people now you know are involved in this you don't want to be the one in the room that says hey there's something wrong here or leave it because if you just went up one level or you just did one more class you might actually get to this ascension and I mean my biggest problem with all their ascensions is the same problem with religion in general I mean it's always points to a place where you can't measure so we've already discovered there's no Zeus on Mount Olympus so they you know they've got to keep moving it like to the fifth dimension where it's where it will be next 12th dimension they have to move it to some place that people can't see do you think and, that, do you think they actually believe it though or do you think they're just delusional I, it's just personal opinion question I, I think it's a little bit of I both think it depends on the individual I think they might have some cognitive dissonance themselves they spend so much of their lives doing it and so much time and it brings them in so much money they have to believe it well, they, I guess they do. You're right. And after a while, even if you weren't believing it, you start to believe it, um, whether that's because yeah. of the money or fame or whatever. Like narcissistic people who tell lies all the time to try and manipulate people. Eventually, they repeat it enough, they probably start believing their own story. I wondered, Melissa, if you're just joining us, you're, you're listening to The Secret Teachings. We've got Melissa Martell from the Program podcast on. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. I was thinking about uh, how you would start a cult. I thought, if I wanted to start a cult, if I just get on radio and, and be like, look, a, a, a red orb took me to Mars last night and age regressed me backwards. And uh, it put me into a secret military program Then I met some red rooster robot blue chicken hen things. And um, and then I'm here to tell you the story, but I need money. Like if I just came out with a ra- ridiculous story, it seems like these people just get an audience overnight. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe, mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's not overnight, but it's I like think- there's something behind it. I think you wouldn't just come out and say, I need money. I think you would create a very mystical, feel-good situation and that you were a healer. You would 
really define this and make people feel good about being around you first. And then you would let them know your story. I see this with my ex-podcast host. She tells her story, and some of it is very true about diseases and stuff, but they put it in this really melodramatic narrative. And it, that it, it targets her middle-aged soccer mom wannabe new age searching for something audience and so you you create this narrative about your life and who you are and so people actually feel like they're connecting with you and i think you'd have to establish that first you're you're right i uh, you you were much more serious in describing that i think that's probably what you'd have to do it makes me feel good though because that means i yeah. i don't know how to start a cult and, you don't because uh, <laughs> if you just came out and said i need money they'd be like get out of here like that's true you bum like you wouldn't come out and just do that. And that's why people who just come out with, I need money for this. And people are inundated with GoFundMe. So you wouldn't do that. You would create a place where they can come and really feel good. And then you'd have your own narrative. And then you would be like, you know, once you have these people in like a year later or whatever, you'd be like, oh, gosh, I'm not feeling good. I need your prayer dollars. You'd make up something like, I need your prayer dollars for me and then start a GoFund or whatever it is. Then you would start it as soon as you had people wrapped into your your narrative and your storyline and your feel good. I don't know, maybe you'll do some singing bowls and, and stuff like <laughs> and create this aura from the vibrations and say it's your power. But I think that's what you would do first. And I mean, I only know this from looking at what people have done. I've never actually done this because I'd feel like a moron doing it, to be quite honest. Yeah. But I've it's just something I've analyzed and I and I was able to get that just from watching the person who used to co-host with me on one of my podcasts, watching her do it. See, that's why I feel at the end of the David Wilcock presentations he does, now they do meditations that I look at it and I look at the guy meditating with his wife in the background playing crystal bowls and I, I just see how fake it is. But I guess yeah. if I wasn't consciously aware, I would think this guy's like an ascended master or something. I got to listen to this well, guy. What my ex podcast host do is she has a room where the bowls are. And so she'll, she says she has to do clearing and spiritual work before people come in. And the singing bowls are part of the process. And so when she's done and people come in, they feel like really funky. They step over a threshold and they feel different. But that's because the vibrations from the singing bowls are lingering in the room. It's actually physical science. And they think it's her special magic that is this vibration. And they think it's her. So her whole clearing, she thinks it's magic. And she thinks she's creating this magic. And it's just the vibrations from the singing bowl. It's, it can be measured. The same thing happens in church when they're playing the organ. It creates the organ music. It creates a certain vibration. Well, the singing bowls are doing the same thing. And so people who are naive are like, wow, she's so powerful. And it's just measured sound vibrations. That's a really great point. In fact, we were talking about that last week we talked about the Integratron and George Van Tassel. I, I've known people that have gone in this thing, the Integratron, and uh, out near out near Joshua Tree, and uh, they they're like, "Well, I can feel it. Like I feel like I'm being healed. It's just it's just vibrations, like you're saying, but it's not some supernatural power that whoever runs the thing has." We're talking about cults tonight with Melissa Martell from the Deprogrammed Podcast. Another short segment coming up with Melissa after this. Don't go anywhere on The Secret Teachings, broadcasting through The Fringe FM. Stay with us.
You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this... And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Are you ready to explore the unknown and The Secret Teachings? Do you have everything you need? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you... So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. 
KTLA.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch the secret teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday at the same time each night. TheFringe.FM is the network website, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, email rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. You can listen on TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and the Fringe app. We have a new app for The Fringe FM. Check it all out at thefringe.fm. Also find The Fringe on Facebook by searching for The Fringe FM. You can also find my personal Facebook page there, Ryan Gable. Tonight, Melissa Martell from the D Program podcast is with us. We've talked about cults tonight, a couple of things I did not know. I didn't know about the, what did you call it, the Yellow Deli cult? Yeah, the Yellow Deli. Never heard of the Yellow Deli. Twelve tribes community. Is that have like a... A slightly Jewish influence, twelve tribes. Yeah, I think it's related to that that um, element of Judaism. Although they they wouldn't call themselves Jewish, they they adhere to um, Christian doctrine. But I think that is where it comes from. It's very similar Which, to the Mormon. I'm Church. not religious, so my mom mentioned that to me when I was talking to her about it, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it's a, it shows how non-religious I was raised. <laughs> were you uh, completely non-religious, or were you atheist, or what were you? Um, no, I just, you know what, I was, I was baptized in the Church of Anglican because that was just tradition and what you did in the 70s. So mm-hmm. I technically I've, I'm under that church, but we we were not practicing people. It was just part of ritual. So we we're just raised, you know, you watch TV, you go to school, you learn about science. You know, there were some elements of ghost stories and folklore and stuff from the family past. And, you know, I knew some of them did tarot cards and that was there, but I, I never took it very seriously. Um, you know, and I studied it when I got older and I've always loved folklore and I, more importantly, I just like my, my family history more than anything, rather than anything about attending a rigid church, you know? So tell me, tell, tell me about this then. Tell me about when we're looking at cults and whether we're talking about specific individuals or specific cults themselves, cults are kind of ritualistic and Humans are ritualistic. We need ritual. We need repetitiveness in our daily routine. It helps us to feel like we've accomplished something. Um, maybe it does more than help us. It, it actually, we feel that way because we get a lot done when we have a routine. Mm-hmm. So psychologically speaking, cults can kind of tap into something that's very innately human, psychologically speaking, and take advantage of that. Yes. And of of course, they don't do it in a healthy way. Like when you have children, you want to provide structure. So they know, you know, what to expect. They know proper things, get up, clean your teeth, clean your body, like good, healthy rules that will keep them thriving and healthy, that kind of stability. And cults know that. And so like I said, when you have a gap, and you have a hole in your life, and you're feeling vulnerable, or there is problems in your family, cults will, you know, 
they'll they'll make it look like you're going to get that but they are obviously it's not just that they have structure there are usually if it's a bad cult there are harmless cults out there that are not as abusive like this but if it's a really severe cult they will start trying to control every element of your life and it's not so you're healthy it's not so that you feel like you're part of the family it's because you are a commodity and they want to get something out of you so how does somebody determine if they're in a cult and how do they get out of it? Well, I would say if you're somebody who has low self-esteem or you're going through a breakout or a divorce, don't get into any groups. But if you are and someone just suddenly takes an unusual interest in you, I would be, I would be um, very guarded because usually if you're someone with low self-esteem, you may not know it or you're feeling bad. People who are like recruiters will take suddenly, like if you've been abused or you were never popular and nobody ever liked you, suddenly this person takes interest in you and they, they almost have a sense of that. They're really good at reading people. I would say that they are aware and they'll take an unusual interest in you and they'll tell you like, oh, like say like you're just graduated from university and you can't get a job. They'll be like, you're so amazing at this. You're, you're, you're really good. They'll just take an unusual interest and they'll tell you good things about yourself and then they'll start inviting you to their organization. And so when someone does that, I would say that is first little, little, little red flags. Now, what about on the internet? I think a lot of people get involved in cults on the internet. If you're watching David Wilcock, for example, how, how do you know that what's going on is like brainwashing mixed with psychological warfare mixed with just total insanity. I th- they'll probably do the exact same thing. They'll probably befriend you. And then my guess is somebody who's going to befriend you on the internet is going to try to get you to tell your personal story and your information. So they have a lot of information about you so they can blackmail you later and tell you things like, Hey, you know, we're just here to do this for you. We don't care about the haters. You know, we can deal mm-hmm. with haters. We just have this or, information. Yeah, or they'll tell you, like, I really feel like you're my soulmate. And then they'll start private messaging you right away. And maybe not right away, but within a week, they might wait a little period and kind of lure you in. But they'll start saying things like, I think you're my twin flame or you're my soulmate. Or they'll rush things, but yet, yeah. And, and, and they'll say weird stuff and they'll use weird language that's not fact-based. You know, try to make you feel, try to establish a connection that's not really there. It's fake. So they have to use words like, oh my God, we were meant to be, or I feel really special. You make me feel good. I think you're amazing. Make you feel good, make you feel good about yourself. Make you feel accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll do that though. They'll be more likely to private message you about this stuff than put it on your wall. They might put it on your wall, but they'll, they will try to eventually, they try to private message you because they want to get you aside and they're going to want to get information about you that they can use against you in the future. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Um, as a man, I've not really dealt with that directly. I've had some women that maybe kind of act like that. People don't really try that with me, I think, because my image in radio is that I just don't take any kind of crap from anybody. So I, I don't really get used in radio a lot. However... Talking about masculinity and femininity for a second, I got this email. I don't know how I got signed up to this, but I got this email from um, some conference event organizing system or something. And they send me all these emails about different people that are speaking at conferences physically or they're doing digital conferences. And I got one recently about Elizabeth Wilcock, David Wilcock's wife. Now, here's Hmm. here's a woman no one's ever heard of before, okay? She comes into the spotlight. She jumps on Wilcock. 
and they get married. Maybe they love each other. I don't know. Don't care. But suddenly she's like a priestess. She's a goddess. She has all these titles and she has like her own mystery school now. It's called the Priestess Path Lineages of Light. And the reason I say masculine and feminine is because this is a cult that's directed at females. And it's all about sisters. She says, Sister, today is your last opportunity to join the Priestess Path Lineages of Light Temple. I've noticed something, Melissa. Not only is this particular cult about women, but they use so many words that have no meaning but it feels mm-hmm. like it has substance because it just goes on and on. A priestess path lineages of light temple society. It means nothing. Yeah. It's hollow, but it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds prestigious. It sounds like you're going to get special information like at the Temple of Delphi or something like that. And basically what um, the Wilcoxes have done is they've just they're just trying to raid another market, which is probably middle-aged housewife kind of soccer moms. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, seriously, they're, they're literally targeting no, a you're right. market. My ex-podcast host, that's her market. You're right. You should see, listen, I've been to all kinds of conferences, and you, sh- you should see the it's women in particular that do this, that they come dressed like they're strippers. And this is a serious thing. They come dressed like they're strippers, and they claim they have all this like magical power and they're shamans. And it's just an excuse to take money from people because guys just want to stare at their cleavage. I mean, that's yeah. literally what a shaman has become today. It's pathetic. Yeah, and I'm guessing those girls have some serious dad issues and some abandonment oh, yeah. issues or oh, some yeah. borderline tendencies is my guess. So the girls do mm-hmm. that. They'll come dressed like strippers. And I, I mean that literally. They'll come dressed like strippers. And then you've got guys that'll do kind of the opposite. Like I saw this guy last year at Contact in the Desert. Um, I'm walking around the conference, Melissa, and I walk into one of the back rooms where there are some other tables with uh, people that have, you know, items to sell or whatever. And all this guy was doing was he was like touching. It was some kind of female healing, you know, which is suspicious enough that this guy's doing female healing. And the the woman's laid down and he's like he's not really doing Reiki or anything. He's basically massaging in between her legs. So it's very sexual. And he's like, do you feel the energy? Do you feel healed? And I don't know if she's stupid or what she is, but she's like, yeah, I can feel the energy. He's he's like borderline just like sexually assaulting this woman. But she's like, no, I can feel the energy of love and light. I don't I don't know what the wow, issue what that the issue is me of here. John of God. It is like John of God. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, well, John of God would I'm like they confuse you. You get in there and you've got this idea about who John of God is. Thanks, Oprah. Thanks, celebrities, (laughs) for promoting him. And he tries to confuse. He's actually sexually assaulting you and and these women and he's telling them it's healing. And I I, I don't even have time to get into the the horrendousness that's John of God and the crimes that he's guilty of. But that was one of the tricks he would do is he'd be literally... And a lot of these women were going there. They were already wounded, rape victims or whatever. And he's saying he's healing them. And next thing you know, he's raping them and saying this is healing. I saw a guy, well, it was a woman was running it, but I saw a guy get sexually assaulted at the 5D conference. I was sitting at a table and someone tapped me on the shoulder and they said, they whispered, they're like, look at that. What's, what's that woman doing to that guy? And they had a guy sitting in a chair. And this woman's supposed to be some big psychic medium woman. I don't know what she's doing. She's some psychic, energetic healer. And, and I mean this literally, Melissa. The guy sits in a chair. She sits down across from him. And she literally just puts her foot on his penis and just sits there and pushes it. And she's like, do you feel the energy? And maybe this guy was playing along, but he's like, I can feel it. I can feel it. 
it's like it's both ways. It's like men that are like assaulting women, women assaulting men. I don't know what's going on at these conferences or where these people are coming from, but it's really embarrassing because I would like to just learn about things. I don't want to be sexually assaulted, and I don't want to be associated with priestess, shaman, strippers, and weird predator men. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, people have to be really careful, and it's the same thing with all these people rushing out to the the you know, the the jungle to have an ayahuasca experience. You don't, you know, it's, it's trendy. People want to have it. And people think that, yeah, if if they go and have ayahuasca, they're going to suddenly be cured. And I just, you know, you you need to stick around reality for a little bit. I mean, you, you can, you know, people are rushing off into different countries that aren't even their own. They don't know what they're doing. They, you know, they, they're taking, um, you know, a drink, a, a drug that can, could actually kill them if they didn't do it right. And they're doing it all over the world and people are getting abused. Even there's like ayahuasca cults and people are getting abused and, and they're going there. They're already traumatized and it is the nature. These people have a hole in their life. They're already traumatized and they're looking for someone to untraumatize them. But because they're so used to being traumatized, they're literally running for more trauma instead of getting a counselor and doing the real work to heal their trauma. You know, speaking about ayahuasca cults, that's a big thing at some of the conferences I've been to. Not ayahuasca, but just like any kind of, you know, anything that's drug or alcohol related or weird sex orgies, which is fine. If that's what you want to do, I don't care. But people act like if you have an orgy and you take some drugs, you're going to be enlightened or you're going to ascend. And I find that interesting and disturbing for a couple of reasons. The main reason is I've studied... I guess you could call it esoterica. I'm not sure what to call it anymore because of its negative association with this kind of crap. But in a lot of the ancient mystery schools from Greece to Egypt, all over the world, even in India, they didn't take drugs. When they went through an initiation process, they had a a, a sort of like hallucinogenic substance that they would take at the very end of it. But through the whole process of initiation, it was about finding yourself and communicating with, with something, with God, with the divine. And you would go through a process where you did not consume meat, you fasted for what you did eat, you had no contact with the outside world, no social contact, definitely no sexual contact, you drank no alcohol, and you took no drugs. It was a, it was a purifying path in the true mystery schools. Today, in order to get enlightened, you're supposed to do like the opposite. Have an orgy, take some drugs, drink some alcohol, and have some weird symbols. It's the complete opposite. It's an yeah. inversion. And the problem with it in, in terms of cults, like once a cult has you deep, like a real solid get you in there and control your whole life where you're living with people and giving up your whole goods and you've been mind controlled and abused. Drug use is one of the other reasons they get they use drugs to actually keep you more controlled. And um, they'll often like Jim Jones was guilty of that. They They will start administering drugs and make you do trips. And so... I mean, because they can't give you ascension. They know there's no such thing. They know you're not going to have it. So meditation's one level. So they've got to sort of up it up and say, well, here, take this. This will get you ascended. And 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 you're tying it to that leader. Like, oh, this is, they're showing me this information. Well, you could do that drug anywhere and have the same effect. You wouldn't need that group. Right, but right, what, right. That's why they give it to you step six once you're well into the group. They don't give it to you right away. <laughs> So, right, because you're tying it to them and that group and that experience. So these these cults and these groups, these ideologies, they always give you this idea that 
just like with QAnon, don't worry, follow the plan. Like, things are horrible, but don't be afraid because we're going to help you. We're going to save you. We're there for you. Follow the plan. Or like David Wilcox says, he has his own version of follow the planets. I've been getting prophecies. And these prophecies, although things are terrible, these prophecies I've been getting as Edgar Cayce, even though I won't take the Edgar Cayce test at the foundation, I told him no. These prophecies I've been getting, they include the defeat of the cabal. So don't worry. Even though it's bad, it's really rough. Keep supporting us, and we're going to defeat the cabal together. Like, it seems like it's so naked, but obviously people that have that hole, they just get sucked into this black hole. Yeah, and I mean, it's people always want someone, and that's like passive-aggressive or, or codependent people will always give up the control to somebody else because when everything goes wrong, they can say, well, I didn't do it. They, 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 they did, did it. it. They did and, it, right. And they don't have to take responsibility for anything that happened to them. And they won't even, they won't even take responsibility for being in the cult. Here, here's... And, and I think they have to. I think even though you've been abused, I think you have to take some amount. It's not all your fault, but I think you have to take some amount of responsibility for your own actions. I think you have to take all the responsibility for your own actions, but you need to be, and I know what you're saying, but you need to be aware of it first, which is why mm -hmm. I like to do shows like this. And I'm, I'm imagining that that's a lot of the reason you do the deep program podcast um, as mm -hmm. well to help people. Uh, this is a clip of David Wilcock and his prophecies from like a couple weeks ago. This is what he said. But the prophecies in the book go beyond where we are right now. These are his prophecies in his book. <laughs> and they include the fact that the cabal is defeated and that we learn a lot of really disgusting stuff. There is a monster under the bed. You can look at it if you want to, but it's really going to gross you out and you're probably going to want to puke. I only want to puke when I watch him. <laughs> 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 but the prophecies include the cabal being defeated, which is different but similar to what QAnon followers say. Follow the plan. It'll all be okay. They're all the the the, the pedophiles, the deep state, it's all going to be defeated in the end. I mean, it's no yeah. different than Revelation, the final battle between good and evil. And there's like this process of ascension that's very similar, if not identical, to the rapture. And you have good and evil. You have good aliens and bad aliens, which are like angels and demons. You have Pleiadians and reptilians and you have people like David Wilcock who are like prophets. It's, it's a cult religious ideology that creates this collective hive of people that will defend the cult to the point where they'll become physically violent with you if you even question the validity of what the leader says, no matter how insane or contradictory it is. And, you know, the plan and the cabal, you'll never point to it. There'll never be an actual cabal of people. I mean, at least with some people, you can actually, they're like, oh, yeah, there's that family. But the, you'll never be able to point to it. And the whole plan, the reason why you have to follow it, and it's always a dangling carrot because the whole plan really is keep sending more money. <laughs> That's the plan, guys. Keep sending more money because um, we, we sell you BS and that's how we live. That's it. That's a great soundbite. That is the plan. Follow the plan. Keep sending us money. Keep feeling bad for us. Oh, and by the way, David Wilcock opened up his own uh, tax-free foundation. Did you hear about that? Is, is he a religion now? Uh, it's a, it, no, or well, is it a non-profit? It's a, non, it's a 501c3 non-profit, and uh, he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars in assets we found. Uh, Stephen Cambion, Mike D., two good friends of mine, they looked it up and they found the info on that. So yeah, he's got all this money. But he has no money. So like you said, follow the plan. Keep sending them money. They need money because otherwise they can't get yeah. the briefings.
That's what it's all about. And that is why they have their flying monkeys to attack you and they'll attack you because you're threatening the dollars. I, I want some flying monkeys. How do I get these flying monkeys? Uh, you have to you have to become a cult leader. <laughs> 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 you have to make people feel good in your presence yeah. and control them in that really bizarre, strange way. I guess I'm not going to be a cult it's, leader. It's a, lot, it's a lot of work to be a cult leader, honestly. It, it, it is. I mean, you have to you have to baffle people with BS. And and you have to believe it while you're doing it because if if you ha- or at least look like you believe it, otherwise nobody else will believe you. Right. Yeah, that's the thing too. I don't know when I when I think about how they do that. I don't know if they're making stuff up as they go, or do you think they plan to say the stuff that they do, or it's just like. Oh, oh I think I think it's planned. I think they definitely think about it and, and organize it. I mean, you can tell from the website if things are structured. Wilcox website. Yeah, Wilcox yeah. website. I, I think things are structured. I, I think there's a little bit of um, personality, call to personality going on there where they just have this uh, persona. But I think the persona has been crafted over time. And I think that they might, would probably, like you get, like Jim Jones will behave one way when they're talking to an audience. And if somebody, he gets a girl privately in the back room, he's going to do something totally different. True. In, yeah. you know, and, and, and I mean, even Hitler, he, he, he behaved different ways around different people and said different speeches and different messages, depending who was listening. That's, yeah, you're and, right. That's yeah. a great point. I've noticed that they do that. Whether it's an interview or whether it's a YouTube video, they, they do kind of change the message based on the audience, which is what psychopaths do. It's what sociopaths do. It's like when Hillary Clinton goes on a black radio show, she's like, I bring hot sauce. She goes to New York. She's got a New York accent. She goes back you know, out west and she's talking all cool like she's from Los Angeles. These are sociopathic behaviors. Yeah. That's what they do. And yeah. by, by the way, they Melissa. Have, they have no authentic self. They have no authentic self. That's a great way to put it. And by the way, if you didn't know, and I want to thank you for watching. This video is sponsored by the Wilcock Foundation, which is our 501c3. Yes, The Secret Teachings is sponsored by the Wilcock Foundation. It's a slush fund. They're money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. Maybe Wil- Wilcock will have his own deli. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, apparently. Words that they use all the time. Alleg- we allegedly got this information. Well, then you either got it or you didn't get it. You you apparently got this information. He actually said that in his in his last talk. He's like, apparently, 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 we got these briefings. <laughs> well, well, you, apparently, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we either you either got him or you don't. Maybe Wilcock will have like his own deli, the David Wilcock deli. Oh right, and and it'll be well, and that's that yellow deli. Apparently, it's fill, it's pretty good food. It's good coffee. It's good. It's good stuff. It's not bad food. So. Coffee, yeah, co- coffee, coffee so sandwiches, good. muffins, all sorts of yummy, good. Like they grow their own gardens. I mean, they're they're into that holistic living stuff, but that doesn't mean that it's not rife with abuse and they're not using and manipulating people. Coffee so good, you'll feel like you ascended. <laughs> coffee so good, you'll give up all your earthly treasures <laughs> and become a slave. Wait till you t- <laughs> wait till you try the muffins. <laughs> All right, Melissa Martell from the Deprogram podcast. Thank you for joining us. Can you let listeners know where they can find you again and maybe a little well, bit about what you have coming up or what you talk about? So, an important podcast we just released last Friday to check out is the one I did with um, 
Jonathan Royale, he's a hypnotist, he goes through the eight stages. So he really lines it out really well, better than I can do, because he's been a stage hypnotist. He does neuro-linguistic programming. He's worked with them. So he understands how people use language to manipulate. And he works with people in therapy, and he outlines it. That's a really important one to... um, to look at i'd say we just had out we're going to be doing some halloween stuff i've got another interview with cal Korf on bigfoot coming out over halloween we have satanic panic show coming out on the 16th i've got a show with ryan coming out this friday that's exciting <laughs> we talk about we talk about QAnon. we also have some halloween folklore for halloween coming out and then We've got another, a political, a more political one with Cal Korf where he goes, he's got a more neutral, he's not for Trump and he's not for the left. So it's more neutral. So we've got that all coming out for October. And then I think we're going to be talking in November about essential oil cults like Young Living and holistic stuff. I've got Letitia Martinez coming on because she works in holistics and this, this whole essential oils thing is, is kind of crazy. So Quickly, the last question I'll ask you then, with all this stuff that we've discussed tonight, cults all the way to essential oils, do yeah. you do you not like, this is a question that's going to come from audience members, do you not like UFOs? Do you not believe in aliens? Do you not think that, you know, living naturally is a good thing? No, I, I don't think that at all. Um, I, there's obviously life in the universe. It's just what all these organizations are presenting as holistic or eating healthy just isn't. They're just taking, you know, people's fears and wrapping it up and trying to sell you BS. And, and they're doing stuff and they're telling you to do things that are more harmful. If there's life in the universe, there's life in the universe. You don't need to join a giant group and pray and a death cult to, to get in contact with them. <laughs> You don't have to follow Billy Meyer, huh? No, most no. certainly not. I mean, yeah, unless unless you want to believe that plates and hubcaps glue together aliens and he's making hybrids, you know? <laughs> well, I hope that you and your Pleiadian alien baby are doing well. Yeah, we're great. It doesn't exist. It's been the easiest baby to raise ever. You don't, you don't even hear him cry. <laughs> no. All right, well, excellent. Not a peep. <laughs> Melissa Martell, Deep Program Podcast, the website again. It is deprogrammed.com, deprogrammed.com. It's just the letter D and then programmed.com. Deprogrammed podcast on YouTube, Melissa Martell. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. One last segment coming up. You don't want to miss it. We have another special guest. Stay tuned to see who it is. We'll be right back. could listen to this and that show is now running all day friday and all day saturday on history channel which is really amazing since i don't know if there's any other show on tv that's doing that right now so i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history symbolism parapolitics myth and more we don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador but we do have books memories critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. 
but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm, thesecretteachings.info. Our email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Melissa Martell from the Deprogram podcast just left us. We were talking about cults with her, and I thought, you know what? I got to get one of my good friends on to talk about cults, but a certain kind of cult. A good friend of mine, you might have seen him in the promo for tonight. But for those of you who didn't, big surprise, big shout out, big thanks, big welcome to the one and only Kev Baker. Kev, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing very, very well, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, as I always say, I've almost had an aneurysm from watching the latest Wilcock video. Like I had just, my head was pounding. I had to go lay down. Well, I must admit that you're a braver man than I am. And um, I defer all of that kind of nonsense to C.W. Chanter. Um, he, he sits and he watches it. He he grins and he bears it. And then what he does <laughs> is he does an analysis afterwards, which I think is far more revealing and far more entertaining than anything that Wilcock can come up to. Uh, and, and trust me, Ryan, I, I don't know. We've covered this for some time, right? But it just seems to me like we are really hitting new depth of bizarro land it's off the charts out there and wilcock of course he's at the center of it i really feel kev that i cannot like make up something crazier and i try to really think like if i was this guy how would i make up something what would i make up that's crazier than the last thing he said and then as i'm trying to figure that out he comes out with a new video and he just outdoes himself every single time I, I don't know where he gets He must be watching a lot of sci-fi. How long was um, the latest marathon session? Because it's never usually 10 or 15 <laughs> no, minutes, right? No. no, it's like four hours and 22 minutes this time. Okay, so how much of that do you think is actually required for um, telling what it, what it is he has to tell versus how much do you think it's making it last as long as he can so he can garnish those super chats because, man, people love to throw money at Wilcock. Hey, hey, not judging anyone, but they just love it, don't they? I don't know why they like throwing the money at the guy, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like the new age version of a strip club. They make it rain in the chat room, and all the guy has to do is like show up 
with his fake teeth and his, well, now he just looks bizarre. I don't know what's happening to him. Maybe he's a shapeshifter. We should start that rumor. Do, do he's a shapeshifter. Do you think he is um, over time? Do you think he started to believe some of the the kind of um, madness that he's putting out there? In yeah, serious, yeah. I know we like to hit on the guy, but um, I I don't know, dude. You can can you really go this long? Can you do what he's doing the way he's doing it without some level of psychosis actually being upon that guy? Yeah, you know, I think uh, so. The way that I look at Wilcock or any of these people that are cult leaders or something similar is I, I really do. It's kind of humorous, but I really do. I go through like the five stages of grief. All right. First of all, I'm sitting there thinking this is not real. So I'm in denial. All right. And then when I realize, OK, they think it's real, then I get a little bit angry. And then I start thinking, OK, maybe some of it's real. So I start bargaining with myself. Then I get really depressed because I realize how much money this guy's making with total nonsense. And then I just kind of accept it. Ah, this guy's a fraud and a con artist. And then the pattern of grief kind of goes back around. Um, and I guess I go through a sixth stage of grief. I guess I laugh at it and I make fun of it, but I'm really concerned because at this point, you're right, Kev, it seems like what people like Wilcock and others have said, the claims that they've made about alliances and cabals and the deep state and mass arrests, none of it ever coming true. There always being some other excuse and people that follow them continuing to throw money at them, it seems like they really do believe it. Like, it, at some point, you're right. You, you have to, like, slip into that delusional state yourself. I don't, you know, I don't think even you have actors or actresses, and they play a part. You hear interviews, and they say they just kind of lost themselves in that part. I don't, I don't know this guy is, if he's playing a part, but he's definitely, I think, believing what he's saying at this point. And it just kind of just, it, it's like, like witness protection or something, right? They give you this whole new identity. Well, whatever Wilcox's identity is, he's living that new identity, completely disconnected from reality. I mean, that's my my view. Completely disconnected, Ryan. Absolutely far removed from anything that even bears a, a resemblance to reality. Yes. And um, yes. he's not the only one, but you kind of find the same characters all kind of interconnecting and appearing on each other's shows. And, of course, Wilcock was brought to us by Project Camel Toe. I mean, Project Camelot. <laughs> and they talk about shape-shifting. She looks like she's shape-shifting every time I see her. Carrie but Cassidy. she was on with somebody called Robert David Steele. Now, Robert oh, David yeah. Steele, ex-CIA, he was on Alex Jones, infamously claimed that there was child sex slaves on Mars. So here we can see a kind of um, parallel into this weird and wonderful fake secret space program that doesn't exist and there's no kids on Mars. But he's on his YouTube channel with Benjamin Fulford and a lot of people watching, a lot of views, and he's sitting there telling the audience and telling Benjamin Fulford that he gets his information from somebody that he calls, and I kid you not, hashtag deep anus. <laughs> <laughs> You're not joking. That's real. Not joking. Not joking, my friend. Not joking. And then to follow that up, here's where we have this interconnecting because Kerry Cassidy's on there. And they're talking about the hashtag deep anus. And that's Kerry Cassidy talking about how QAnon is the official propaganda arm of the Trump administration. And, um, it's somebody in the White House that has Q clearance. doesn't matter the Q clearance, actually. 
um, is related to the Department of Energy. Don't let that get in the way of your scam, Kerry. But yeah, all of these cult leaders, um, mentally disturbed people, they, they all seem to flock together. And when you see the connections, when you see who they hang with, you can actually see that this is a big, big issue right now, especially online. We laugh, we joke. But there's a whole serious side to this as well, Ryan, isn't there? There absolutely is. And I think with the election in the United States coming up in a few weeks here in late 2020, that's one of the things that cult leaders have have grabbed onto because it's a topical subject. Virtually everybody, even around the world, other countries pay attention to U.S. politics. So it's a big story. Everybody's paying attention. And we were talking about with Melissa earlier how both the left and the right, politically speaking, as soon as they say Trump's got coronavirus and he goes to a hospital, immediately the left says he's going to the hospital and pretending to be sick because he wants to avoid debating Joe Biden. And then the right says, no, he's being taken to a hospital. And this is my favorite. He's being taken to the hospital with, with Secret Service because they're trying to protect him when they go out and they make the mass arrests. Yes, and then um, to take it a step further into the insanity can, can and you, the absurdity. Can you, can you take it a step further? I can, I all can, right, because right. he didn't actually go to Walter Reed. That was a double, and the real <laughs> Donald Trump was actually on a submarine. Um, it was being billed as the real Red October. And I'm not making this up. They made a movie trailer about it over on Twitter, as well as a website. The website, funnily enough, has the trailer for the real Red October, and um, also the big QAnon, and it is full of Q swag. Looking before I came online with you today, and there's a bit of a fight happening now because so many people are trying to actually copyright and take ownage of QAnon as a brand. So you you got that. I just looked that up. You got that from Deep Urethra. Is that where it came from? Yes. Yes, I didn't want to give it away. I'm going to have to like (laughs) um, go and phone Deep Urethra now and apologize. That's hashtag Deep Urethra. Can you believe that, though? That That's the audacity of these people. Um, Robert David Steele on an elk, same same pedestal as Wilcock, shouting to the same audience, and literally they're lapping it up. People are sitting there hanging off every word, and the guy's laughing at him. Well, He's you... like a human rat sitting there laughing, going, ha, 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 my, my, my inside source called, and you won't believe this, but I call him deep anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you call, that's what you call trolling dumb brainwashed people big time dude and of course there's a whole lot of political like you say um shenanigans going on right now because i mean who knew that even the darkest crimes in the world it was a political thing but they're all left you know all the people that hurt children they're on the left and nobody on the right ever does it that's how bizarre things have got everything politicized and then with this underbelly of insanity beneath it all it's psychological warfare. I wanted to ask you, though, because you, you mentioned to me something about a list of people that had been arrested. and uh, The list. Yeah, tell me about the list, and then I've got some Wilcott clips for you. Well, um, I, I can go one better, because you know me, Ryan. Um, I like to trust and verify, so I'll let you have a look at this as well, right? Um, here we go. I'm going to pull your chat up. I'll send it through to you. But yeah, I came across this a few weeks ago, and um, this is an updated list. And just to give people an idea, this is what is circulating in QAnon kind of um, forums and things that 
people like Barack Obama has been arrested and executed. This one's my favourite. Michelle Obama, and in brackets, or should I call it kill brackets, since it's Q. Big Mike. Big Mike, yeah. Has been arrested <laughs> and executed. Yeah, Bill Gates is deceased. We've got... Um, did, did they execute him, or what happened to Bill Gates? It, it's not very clear on this one. Not, it doesn't really... Um, specify the, the mode of death. I guess it would we, we've got Bill it would Clinton. be sus- it would be suspicious though if they put every every one was the same exact uh kind yeah. of death. So they have to make some yeah. of them unknown. Yeah, you got to leave it, you know. And then of course the the Q people can go and run with that and they can make up their ever fanciful kind of narratives around this craziness, dude. So you, craziness. You said you got Bill Clinton, he's dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, you name it, they're gone, man. Uh, George Soros <laughs> arrested and executed. Well, who's funding Antifa then? If Soros is gone, <laughs> his body double, his, man. Oh, his body double, right? He he would have yeah. the he would have the biometrics to get into the bank account, I guess. Tom Hanks is on there because of that glove. Oh, Tom, if only you'd had that glove. Um, <laughs> they cast Madonna, Tom Hanks away. Yeah, Madonna, Madonna's been arrested and executed. Lady Gaga, Oprah Winfrey, for goodness' sake. You know, the list goes on. So what's the point then? Okay, let me follow this logic. What's the point if these people have been executed, but then they've got these body doubles that are doing the same thing as the originals did? What's the point in having the arrests and the executions? And where are they conducting these executions? And who is conducting these executions? Trust the plan. Any dissenting voice or questioning voice like that gets (laughs) hit on the head. Trust the plan, okay? That's right. Well, I call it trust the scam. Because that's yeah. really what it is. Trust the scam. You know, in fact, Wilcock has said something to that effect recently. He's talking about prophecies. You know, he gets these prophecies, right? Goodness me. Oh, I'm going to play you this. This is from the four hour and 22 minute and like 30 some second time travel presentation where he talked about his audio problems longer than time travel, which is very typical. But here's what he said about the prophecies, Kev. But the prophecies in the book go beyond where we are right now. Those are his prophecies in his book. And they include the fact that the cabal is defeated and that we learn a lot of really disgusting stuff. There is a monster under the bed. You can look at it if you want to, but it's really going to gross you out and you're probably going to want to puke. Which is what I do when I watch his video. Uh, (laughs) But when he's talking about these prophecies, he says they include the cabal being defeated. Well, that's very much like Q. Follow the plan. Everything will go as planned. Just um, I, I see a lot of parallels, and of course you've got Jordan Sather who links the, the two together. Oh, um, smoothie, still posting Smoothie King, yeah, the Smoothie King, the Soy Boy King, yeah. <laughs> of course, um, his take on the whole Trump thing was that he, he was blatantly, it was all just ten-dimensional chess. He was lying about it. Um, he, he, he's doing it to kind of confuse the other side. How people can listen to that guy, and he's like, honestly, he's like the disciple of David Wilcock. He's like a young Wilcock in the making. Both of them with a face I would just love to slap. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you this question, Kevin. I've got some more clips here. Have you ever heard, this is my theory. I don't know if you ever heard my theory. You ever heard of my, my kitchen enlightenment theory? Do you know what that is? I don't know what it is, but I need to know what it is. All right, this is the this is Ryan Gable's kitchen enlightenment. This is how you become enlightened in the kitchen, and and that sounds so silly, but I've got four examples of how you can become totally enlightened and ascend while you're in the kitchen cooking dinner. I was reading about James Gilland, you know, from ESETI. 
Okay, and you know he channels Kazekiel, right? Yeah. Wh- whatever that is. Well, he he claims that he got cha- he was channeling. He got this channel from Kazekiel when he was making pasta in the kitchen. So they call it Isetti spaghetti. All right. So it's like totally isolated. You think, well, he was just he just happened to be in the kitchen. He could also have been in the the bathroom. He could have been taking a shower. He could have been outside taking a walk. But he was in the kitchen. All right. That's not too weird. Well, then you have other people. You have Jay-Z Knight. You know Jay-Z Knight? Oh, yeah. Now, there's a cult leader. There's a cult leader right there, buddy. And what does she channel, like a 35,000-year-old Atlantean thing? Yeah. And you know where she got that channel from? Ramtha or something like that. Yep, Ramtha. Yeah. And she got that channel from the kitchen. She said she was in the kitchen, and suddenly she channeled Ramtha. So we got two. And then we have David Wilcock. David Wilcock said he was in the kitchen making something, and he got this voice in his head that told him to go outside, and he saw, he saw a rainbow, and he likened it to Noah seeing the rainbow from God, but he said God showed him the rainbow, that he was going to be a special person, right, and help people. And then there's three people in the kitchen becoming enlightened. And then number four, Jordan Sather, he was making smoothies when he became enlightened. So... They're doing some, something's happening in the kitchen. There's some process, some spice, some, uh, something's happening there in the kitchen that is just, it's opening channels to Atlantis. It's opening channels to God. I don't know, but I'm, I've been spending They're a lot definitely of definitely cooking up some uh, interdimensional recipes in there, my friend. <laughs> they they yeah. absolutely are. I've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen trying to figure out what the recipe is. I'm going to start sleeping in the kitchen now after all of that. Just get yourself like some hammock. Hang it up between the refrigerator and the stove, and just lay there all night, and just make absolutely ridiculous promises that are never going to happen every six months, and just keep going regardless. Never look back. Keep going. And then this is what you want to tell people when you're going to go on vacation. This is what Wilcock told his audience. You know, he's going on vacation, but he does. He don't, you don't say you're going on vacation. You you say something like this. An incredible amount of effort to uh, put this show together for you. We had to rebuild the studio in Colorado. And uh, that's where I am right now, uh, at least for until tomorrow. (laughs) And then I'm going to an undisclosed location. Which means he's going probably to the Caribbean or he's going to Europe or something like that to take a take a trip. People take this guy seriously, man. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you are broadcasting from an undisclosed location, aren't you? Yeah, I am. If it makes it sound more exciting. Yeah. Glasgow. Me too. It's craziness. These people are. Uh, I'm not what even. What does it say about the people though that think me and you and others like us? We we're like the, the spawn of Satan for even questioning their idol. You know what? What does that say about people? I get the world's hard. Life ain't easy, but um, you know, investing all your time and, in many cases, your money and somebody like David Wilcock ain't going to be here, take it out of here. I ain't going to make things any better. I, I don't know, dude. It's just a weird time to be alive, isn't it? it? It is, and it would have maybe been even weirder this year if we'd have had this contact in the Desert Conference because last year, I think it was the Kev Baker show, it was you, Kev, and uh, my presence at contact, and we did these we did these shows together. And I know that just from me asking these guys a couple questions, I didn't do anything special, but I asked these guys a couple questions, and it just brought this incredible panic and, like, anger to both the cult and the cult leaders. Just for asking a couple questions to 
some of their cult followers and some of their cult leaders at a conference. And like the whole industry, the whole community like comes crumbling down. Like Jimmy Church doesn't even have David Wilcock on his show anymore. And of course you've got Corey Good who is uh, taking everyone to court. Corey, and, uh, Corey No Good. Oh, he's another piece of work. Absolutely. Did you get the cease and desist letter, Kev? I didn't know. I, I I was actually feeling a bit left out. We obviously didn't do our jobs well enough. Me too, buddy. I, I That's what I want for Christmas. I want a cease and desist letter from Corey Good's attorney. That's what I want His for Christmas. His fake attorney. His fake attorney, yes. Yes. Yeah. Or say there could send me a, a, a letter, you know. Just... Well, I tell you what, with um, the, the Congress voting on QAnon to, to kind of um, ban it and calling it a dangerous conspiracy along the lines of what the FBI have deemed it. I am, I'm going to have a, I'm going to make a bit of a prophecy. Okay. All right. Kev there's, Baker. There's mass arrests just around the corner. There is, it's actually going to happen. Only it's going to be people like Jordan Sather. It's going to be people like David Wilcock. It's going to be people like Pamphlet Anon, Dustin Nemos, Praying Medic, and all these other people are posing as a secret saviour from the government. And um, I tell you, dude, you look at Jordan Sather now compared to when he was at his height before you went and only asked him a couple of questions that he couldn't answer. Um, He looks like he is very, very stressed. Either that or he's taking far too much bleach, one of the two. But he doesn't look like he's (laughs) sleeping easy at night, man. He really doesn't. That's that's what Mineral Miracle Mineral Solution will do to you. Yeah, Take exactly. A couple that hits and, of that. Um, that and is uh, what? What else is there? You've got that, and is it hydrochloroquine? Is that what he was touting for Trump? I'll you say know, there was promoting that. an instant doctor because of coronavirus. I mean, he can give you medical advice. You know, that's what they teach you at Smoothie King. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the. Uh, he might have been putting uh, Miracle Mineral Solution in smoothies too. You know, to give him a. Uh, a little more protein, a little more nutrition, a little more flavor. How do you go uh, from how do you go from making smoothies to being like a cult leader? You just get ti- you go tired to a of a really weird and warped summer camp that was run by Corey Good. Um, you get groomed <laughs> literally, and I use that word knowingly. You yeah. get groomed by the likes of Wilcock. Um, I mean, before his new Natures, he looked like a stereotypical one of those kind of creeps, didn't he? But, um, yeah, that's how you end up going from Smoothie King to, to yeah, just, you know. To, ser- a bit. to servant of of uh, the Wilcock. I, yeah, I had to stop myself there. You know, it might be family listening to this show. I, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> we just do it. Al- he's, a big hit. he's a big hit with the soccer moms, you know. Just do what Alex Jones does. Just start screaming and cursing. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a family show. <laughs> like that, <laughs> like that cancels it all out. Yeah. He's like, I'm tired of these goddamn pedophiles. I'm sorry, it's a, it's a family show. It's a family show. Um, as somebody like yourself who's in alternative media, mm-hmm. you mentioned Jones there, and you can go to people like Wilcock as well, and we've fallen a long way. You know, um, <laughs> yes, not, yes. <laughs> not too many years after 9-11, um, there was something that really was taking shape and starting to thrive. It was an alternative place where people could go. Not everyone had the same ideas, but that was good. That was the point. But um, none of us were re-politicizing people. None of us had an agenda, or at least I didn't think any of us did, apart from trying to get to the truth. 
What's it become, Ryan? I mean, you look around now and Jonesy, you know, the, the biggest name out there, and he's as bad as the mainstream. And then you've got the bizarre, the wonderful people wanting to tune into what a faceless, made-up guy from the government called Q's talking about. And I don't know, dude, it's like um, quite disillusioning, disheartening at times, I must admit. Well, after 9-11, you had a mass of people that wanted to understand, wanted to learn, wanted to to um, explore the unknown. And that genuine, to a degree genuine, awareness and that genuine curiosity was hijacked. And it was turned into what I think we have today that's been growing for over a decade, which is now just total destabilized mass hysteria from all yeah. sides of the political spectrum. Plus you've got mimetic warfare added to big data, literally knowing how to trigger individuals on their own social media feeds, giving them exactly what they need to push you in the direction they want to ultimately change your behavior. Yeah, which, so, is, so, uh, which is what Q does anyway. It's like, we're waiting for the Q drops, Q drops, Q drops, and then suddenly there's like a random post on Reddit, and it's like, oh, look, Q said, secret space program, question mark, real. Oh, my God, it's proof. It's like a random post on the internet, moron. Yep. But but we're the bad guys for even questioning it, you know? Yeah, I know. I get up. I get a little upset, Kev. You got to calm me down. I I say moron and idiot, and no, so do I. It's one of the most triggery things out there. I love to. It it triggers you. Yeah, I make fun of these people over on Twitter. You know, if you're going to post these kind of things publicly, and bearing in mind Twitter, it's it's military-industrial complex anyway more than a data mining operation you might as well have some fun with it you ain't going to change the world with it so um, I don't know there's no change in these people's minds and I try and cue shame them you try to cue shame, them. shame yeah. them that's a, mic- yeah. that's a micro aggression is to cue shame it, it, it's insane though I mean uh, let's face it if you ever went into a bar and you ended up unfortunately having to listen or talk to one of these people you wouldn't last long you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? These people, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, let me let me ask you another question, or let's play this clip, and I'll ask you a final See, now question. You get me triggered. <laughs> <laughs> we trigger each other. It's very yes. triggering when we when we talk to each other. Uh, this is David Wilcock talking about the mass arrests. Oh. He, he mentions two things in this clip. First of all, he says he got briefings of the mass arrests. And then as he says that, he says, but this stuff is all over the Internet. So he got classified briefings, but the classified details are all online. So that's kind of weird. Leaving your house to go to that super secret meeting, you know? It's undisclosed. Yes, the undisclosed location, and oh. uh, wherever he's meeting with the. He actually said he met a he met one whistleblower at Denny's, which I thought was the a, uh, definition for whistleblower these days. The bar set really low, isn't it? Well, when you have deep urethra and deep anus, yeah. yeah. It's a very yeah. low bar. You can't go I would anywhere. I send you that clip. It's priceless, man. All right. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Maybe we'll play it on the air. Um, I don't like that Robert David Steele guy. Oh, he is an absolute player, isn't he? I can't. Even for Alex, I can't believe Alex interviews that guy. Or used uh, to interview him. All part of the, the network that has the Council for National Policy at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So here's the David Wilcock mass arrests, and he concludes, Kev, by saying the mass arrests actually did happen. So he's been right the whole time, but they just didn't turn out the way they thought. 
briefings that there were going to be mass arrests happening a lot earlier uh, and that when those arrests were conducted, that there would be a three-day shutdown. This is, oh, everybody, oh, he's talking about it. He's talking about it. Okay, yeah, we've had a lot of stuff about this online. So let's just calm down. Secret briefings, but it's all online. And relax and understand what's going on here. All right, what's going on, David? Fill us in. Apparently, the brief. Apparently. Briefings we've gotten. If you get briefings, I mean, that would be like you, Kev, saying, I was apparently on the secret teachings tonight. Apparently. It's it's ridiculous. um, It is ridiculous, and it makes a mockery of real whistleblowers out there, you know? Um, I don't know, man. Again, is there ever going to be an end to his LARPing? I mean, he he really has gone full-blown cult. You know, he he truly believes he's some kind of religious figure. They're coming out with the Wilcock Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Coming out with that next week. Yeah, I think um, I'll I'll pass on that one. Thank you. You don't want to drink of that blue Kool-Aid? Nah, not for me. Would you like to listen to the clip of RDS? Yeah, let me finish this clip. We'll play that, and then we're out of time, okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Mass arrests. They happened. The cabal got arrested, but... ...are that those high-level individuals were arrested at that time. Thank God. Temporarily. Oh, temporarily arrested. Okay, well, why were they only temporarily arrested? Let's find out, Kev. And that it turns out they had incredible blackmail on the people who had conducted the arrests at that time. And due to a number of incredible problems and and reasons why it had to go down that way, they had to release them. Okay, so incredible problems, incredible reasons, very vague, very general. The cabal had all this blackmail on the alliance. They were at their eyes wide shut party. The alliance breaks in. Meaning the alliance are as bad as the people they're, they're, they're rounding up in the <laughs> right. narrative, right? Right. And then the cabal says, well, you can't arrest us. We have blackmail on you. And the alliance says, damn. And they let him go. Dude. Who believes uh, this? <laughs> I, oh, I, I really. Uh, why doesn't he just write a book? I mean, it'd make a fantastic TV show. It would. It's good fiction, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll play this real quickly. And, of course, it's Benjamin Fulford that's with him. He used to write for Forbes magazine. But um, known longtime LARPer on the internet with his thousand ninjas that he gets. I think it's the White Dragon Society that he's yep. attached to. That's yeah, it. Here, here, we go. here we go. All right. Oh, hang on. I need to unmute that now. Hang on. This is Deep Anus. But so far, okay. uh, I, I see him as controlled opposition. I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He is eventually going to execute Jared Kushner. Yes, he's going to execute the father of his grandchildren. Um, go on. And prove that uh, Palestine will be restored. I heard, I certainly hope so. I wish it to be true. But I have to go by what I can see. And so far, uh, he just he hasn't shown... Uh, well, let me ask you this. My my DNC source that I call Deep Anus. <laughs> you weren't kidding, Kev. Deep Anus. Oh, deep Anus. What a great way to finish your show, eh? Deep Anus, yes. That is uh, Steel? Yes. That's Robert Steel. David Steele in all his glory. All right, well, let's go out with this glorious piece. This is one of my favorites. I know it's one of yours. Kev Baker from the Kev Baker Show on TFR. Kev, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. I'm going to bring this up in the background. 
Thanks for joining us, Kev. Oh, it's been a pleasure, man. I know this is your favorite, isn't it? Candy oh, bars. Mm, tastes like candy. Delicious vanilla. <laughs> In my tummy. Meet my tummy. That's one. Of, it's one of my favorite clips. Admittedly, it's better than when he's eating his neighbor's ass. <laughs> That's right. All right, Kev Baker for Kev Baker Show. We're out of here. This is the Secret Teachings. Kev, thanks again. Kev Baker Show four nights a week, and then Freaky Friday on Fridays. Right. It is, my friend, it is, and uh, we'll get you on there soon, right? Let's do it. Kev Baker Show. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>